Opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Good morning and welcome to Beyond the Business on News Radio 94.3 WSC. Each Saturday morning at 9 o'clock, successful business leaders and entrepreneurs from across the low country talk about what it takes to succeed in business and in life now your hosts of beyond the business eric cox and leslie haywood and good saturday morning to you low country welcome back for another edition of beyond the business heard exclusively here on 94.3 wsc every saturday morning from 9 to 9 30 also you may be listening to us via podcast at our website at coastalwm.com simply click on that radio icon and check out all the great stories of leadership and entrepreneurship we have from around the low country. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Cox, here this morning, Mr. Byron Stahl. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Eric Cox. How are you doing this fine Saturday in August? Hard to believe we're cruising through August. I not not too think. shabby. I mean, we're in the midst of NFL preseason, training camp, <laughs> football's right around the corner. It's a... Uh... It's an exciting so time. So you can tell the difference in the ages here, in case you obviously can only hear our voices. That may be one giveaway. But the second is you're talking about football, and I'm talking about the kids are going back to school this week. <laughs> They're both glorious moments. You're not moments. wrong about this. They're Eric. both great moments, by the way. Uh, exciting to have a, a love them, but it's, it's time for a little structure back in life. So, uh, so I get that. Looking forward to, yeah, uh, a little bit of structure. So, uh, well, thank you, Low Country, again, for listening week in and week out to uh, our show, Beyond the Business. And uh, as always, we uh, continue to have great people come on this show and tell their life stories about entrepreneurship and leadership and really just general life lessons. And uh, certainly last week was no exception to that rule. We had Miss Leslie Jackson on, who uh, is the owner of Assisted Living Locators here in the Low Country. And um, Byron, tell me a little bit about uh, your takeaways from her show last week. I probably know the number one takeaway, uh, but and tell I, me what your takeaways were. Um, well, you know, biggest takeaway probably is just all the great stories she told um and if you haven't had a chance to listen to it you definitely should go to our website uh coastalwm.com in the top right hand corner click on radio show podcast and it will be the first one on there but um yeah i'm actually going to talk about one of the things she just breezed right through um she said at the very beginning of the show you know that through her athletic experience growing up she said that if you work hard you're going to do well and just that overall mindset of work ethic even though it wasn't really talked about much during the show, you could see throughout her her life, and you know she she briefly touched on her experience in corporate America and how she rose up through the ranks, became manager of the whole U.S. Uh, side of things for the corporate, and I think it's just incredible to the speed of which she was promoted through that, and it's just a testament to you know her work ethic and every spot she was in, you could just tell that that was there. Well, she was a good storyteller, or is a good storyteller. Talking about like you, you're gone, but you're back here this week. So, um, but uh, certainly, if you travel, um, or if you're a flight attendant, go listen to her show. What a great story that was! Uh, you shared about one of your trips as a flight attendant uh, to Tampa, and uh, I won't give it away. So you'll have to go check that out. But uh, in general, just another testament. You know, we talk a lot about on this show, Byron, in terms of entrepreneur spirit. Are you born with it? Do you grow that over time? And we hear examples of both, right? We hear people who say they came out of the womb ready to run a business. And then we hear people say, I didn't think about it until the day I started my business, basically. And so nature, nurture, I think all uh, it's a testament that all 
different types of people can be entrepreneurs and be successful at it. So there's no one magic pill for success. That's for sure. So Leslie, thank you for uh, coming back and joining us. Uh, we're excited to have you back. Hopefully. You brought your A-game again today. Ah, hopefully. And as we were leaving off last week, we were really just getting to the point of, of um, your entrepreneurial journey starting. Uh, as you mentioned, you waited a little later in life to, to begin an, uh, a business. And you were talking about the fact that you had um, children a little later and had left the corporate realm. And uh, I think the term was you were ready to bank on yourself, basically. And... Um, if you don't mind, I want to go back and dive into that mentality a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I think there, again, is a lot of people who listen to this show who are maybe going through that thought process right now. Okay. It's a scary moment. Oh, it's a um, gut check. I don't know if you remember <laughs> um, some of those early, early days and, and you know those moments where you question yourself, question why are you doing it, what are you doing, but talk a little bit about the mental aspect of making a transition from either motherhood or a corporate position, or whatever it may be, into being your own boss and running your own business? Wow. So, yeah, the mental transition. Actually, the largest mental transition happened when I had this new baby that I was fully responsible for. And I wanted to be there every day. I wanted to be a, one of the major caring factors in his life. And I wanted to make the decisions about my professional life to be able to give me the flexibility to be able to to care for him rather than dropping him off at at daycare or at my mother's house or at somebody else's house to care for him uh, during the day and not downing anyone that does because shoot there's different strokes for different folks. I just for me, I wanted to be there. And so I was looking for flexibility. What is going to professionally give me the flexibility to be able to live in both worlds? And uh, it was a long story that I will not bore you guys with. But I actually came uh, to a franchise. I was put in touch with a franchise broker. Uh, All of my experiences, I was told over and over, oh, my gosh, you should run a business. You have the expertise. You have this. And I just quite honestly had never thought about it. Um, I started talking with a franchise broker and then found this franchise that was such a nice melting pot of all of my experiences, the patient care, the advocacy, the negotiating factors, the, uh, the growing it, the sales, the marketing. It was just it felt like a good fit. Um, then you step away and you really, I looked at my husband and I said, really? <laughs> I mean, okay, it's a great fit, but oh my gosh, am, am I really going to do this? Am I really going to jump in the deep end? And to your point, yeah, it's a gut check. It's for me, it was, am I really going to do this? I I, I kept saying that over and over and over yeah, it, it. I did a ton of praying, just to be very honest, a, a ton of soul searching. But at the end all be all, I wanted to bet on myself and going back to my athletic days, going back to the fire that I had, the competitive fire that I had growing up. And after having a baby, 
it had kind of gone away because my life was somewhere else, but I mm-hmm. felt that fire start to come back up. And yeah, if you're competitive, then you are going to bet on yourself. And so it was all about, okay, if we're going to do this, let go big or go home. Let's do this. Talk about jumping in the deep end. So yes. I actually want to take one step back real quick, you know, mm-hmm. before you reached out to a franchise broker, mm-hmm. what, you know, how is the decision made to pursue a franchise as opposed to, you know, either purchasing a company or mm-hmm. starting one from scratch? You know, it, it was funny. So I had started working with headhunters and every headhunter was coming back with me that you were going to be a really difficult hire. You were going to be a very difficult person to place. And I sat there going, how can this possibly be? Look at my resume. Look at what I've done. And every fr- every headhunter came back and said, you stepped away at three years. You don't have the five years of solid higher upper management experience. And then for positions under that grade, the director, VPs, those, those type of positions, for positions underneath of that, they know you're going to want too much money. And so you truly are in the gray area. And, you know, that was one of those things where you threw your hands up like, are you kidding me? And so actually I had a um, headhunting agency. The owner of the agency actually called me one day, and he had that come into Jesus meeting with me going, look, look, I know you've got a solid resume, the reality is this, have you ever thought? Hmm. And so that is actually how the whole franchise broker, he introduced me to a friend of his that's a franchise broker, and that's how it all got started. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it was through that that defeat, that seeming defeat of great experience, but not enough experience. Uh, so turned it around into a win, hopefully. So talk about those... <laughs> early moments right you you jump in you you've made the decision uh, were there some moments early on that you kind of questioned oh my gosh did I make the right decision what am I doing am I crazy um, oh my goodness I I've got to tell you for the first year of having the franchise that was a question that went through my head every day um, there's a lot of blood sweat and tears that goes into any business whether you're starting it from scratch or you're franchising and granted there's a lot of benefits about the franchise we were talking about that earlier a lot of benefits to a franchise it's a plug-and-play system but with this model it's a actually a pretty new service model for the low country so I have had to do a ton of service model awareness activities, a lot of handshaking and baby kissing to make people aware that they're that the service is available to them. And for the first year, solid year, first six months, it was who it was the same conversation day in and day out, and a lot of crickets, a lot of uh, phone not ringing and people giving you this weird what do you do what what what's the name of your company and so it's it's a gut check but it go it completely can be equated to everything i did in sports nothing happened easy there if you wanted to do 
a suicide in X amount of seconds, then you dug in and you did it. And that's that determination is what I brought forth for for that hard time. And it and it's still hard. There's so much responsibility. It's a mind shift from working for someone to working for yourself and possibly having employees. There's a lot of responsibility and weight on your shoulders from that. So the stress never fully goes away. You just manage it in a different way. So walk us through the growth of the company. How did you grow it here in the low country? What are some things you did and when did things start to take hold and click? Yeah. So because of my medical background, I uh, did, like I said, as a practitioner, I navigated hospitals on a daily basis in sales and marketing for medical supplies. Um, I have lived in hospitals. My mom's a nurse. I hospitals. I, I get the structure of them. And actually, in my previous world as U.S. manager, uh, worked quite a bit with some consultants on a national basis to help understand Medicare and the rules and regulations that have come down the pipeline with Medicare that are changing how the medical system, how payers are working. And so what I have decided to do, what I decided to do was really capitalize, try to capitalize on the medical industry and my knowledge base there and go to discharge units, discharge planners and say, hey, I can help you with a community piece for your discharges for your seniors. Um, And with this being a no-cost service to the senior, the family, or the referral source, it just kind of makes sense. Um, And it took a while. People had to believe that I was real. They had to believe that the service was, that I was going to do what I said I was going to do. Um, So it took probably about eight months, really, to get people on board. Uh, people starting to come on board and understanding what I do and how I do it. Uh, and then quite honestly, from about the ninth month, ninth month on, it's been growing each and every month. And so now I'm approaching uh, close to two years uh, with the franchise here in Charleston. So am I where I want to be? Heck no. There's so much growth that the senior industry is expanding like nobody's business. I believe there's a statistic. There's 10,000 people, upwards of 10,000 people a day turning 65, and that's going to continue for the next 20-plus years. The senior industry is exploding in growth and and specific offerings within it. So, By the way, in case you just joined us and wondering whose voice that is you're listening to, is that of Leslie Jackson, who's the owner of Assisted Living Locators, a franchise that's here in Charleston. And uh, she's been talking about sort of the growth phases of her business. Uh, Leslie, like any of us that are entrepreneurs, you don't do it alone. Uh, You have a franchise Mm -hmm. uh, to lean on, a a franchise model. Uh, But outside of the franchise network, um, whom else or where else do you go for counsel and thought and strategy uh, when it comes to you deciding what you're going to do to grow the business? You know, it's funny. Um, I definitely, actually, through this process, I've created a relationship with uh, my company's CEO, uh, Angela Olea. She is a registered nurse and started this business model 15 years ago. Um, And she and I have connected on a few levels. And when I've got a big question, 
something that I really can't navigate specifically within the assisted living or senior industry. I'll go to her for her her thoughts on that. Other than that, I really like to go outside of the industry. I, me specifically, I know what I know, but I want to hear other thoughts from people outside of the box. And so I've created uh, friendships and mentor type of relationships. And I, I just cannot talk enough about the importance of getting, of having and getting, getting and having a mentor. Um, that is just, they just help walk you through these bigger bigger life lessons and and just things that we all go through that we never think that we're going to business and personally but i'll go to them and um and they have been created at at different points in life um have you seen any resources from here in the low country that you've been able to lean on that have been really instrumental in uh you helping helping you to grow the business Quite honestly, uh, the BNI network. Okay. I've become active in BNI, and I got to tell you that has been a wonderful use of my time. Um, I am in the Daniel Island chapter, and we've got some great people in the chapter. But what it did, my husband and I, we are new to Charleston. We moved here for the franchise. We were living in Virginia, right outside of Roanoke, Virginia. And so we moved down here for the franchise, did not know a soul. And so it's been interesting becoming involved in the BNI network. It has really created, given me and us the opportunity to create um, relationships and, and have acquaintances that we never would have had before. So uh, beyond that, I'm not a shy person. I'll talk to anybody. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think we can pick I, up on that. Uh, yeah, so I open the door and, okay, they may kick me out, but they may want to talk. And I, you never know until you try. So, and I, and I do want to ask you this. I want to make. I just want to make sure we don't breeze through this, since you know this is a great platform for your for your business. You mentioned earlier that you know the service is free to you know to the referral partner or the ones that you're moving. Give yeah. us just kind of like a twenty thirty second pitch, as if we're the ones you're trying to sell your services to, just so everyone can. Uh, yeah, definitely. So, my job is to help seniors and their families navigate the senior industry as effectively as possible and as educatedly as possible. Um, you don't know what you don't know. And so I view my job as 60% education, quite honestly. Um, I help families really talk through and determine, voice, articulate their own needs, wants, and budgets. And then we start working from there. Uh, I bring I bring together a ballpark of options based on their unique needs, wants, and budgets. And then we start talking about this ballpark of options. What this does, it cuts out the confusion of every, or not, not everywhere, but you call places, you call communities, you call service offerings. And the first thing they're going to tell you is they're the best. Well, yeah, they're going to tell you they're the best, and they probably are the best. But at what? Everyone has different strengths. Uh, every community has a different personality. Every community has a different type of resident. And so you really need to get to know 
the communities and which one is known for what to be able to put match appropriately your client to which one is going to be a good fit so they have an enjoyable experience. So, yeah, so I walk them through that and we do tours. Uh, They uh, highly encourage a see, touch and feel uh, aspect. They choose the one that they like the best and then we start talking about pricing and and we get them a great price and and then they get moved in but this at the end all be all what i like to say i do is i take the confusion out of the process because it can be extremely overwhelming and extremely confusing what a great service oh thank you what a great service so what's your what's your vision for the business in the future what are, some areas of oppor- <laughs> what are some areas of opportunity? You know, it's funny that you ask that. I'm actually um, putting those thoughts together. What's my five-year plan? I've been in business for two years now. So where do I want to be in five years, and how am I going to get there? I'm a huge believer in a plan. If you don't know where you're going, you don't know where you're going to end up. So, um, So I'm putting that plan together. I want this business to be very, very educated based. And what I mean by that is educated people, uh, whether they're social workers, whether they're nurses, whether they're other practitioners like myself that are just looking for a change in their professional life, to bring our knowledge base to the table and be able to speak to our clients on a clinical level, on a community level, knowing that the letters behind our name are, are we're putting the expertise on the table for them. We're not just Joe Schmo from down the street saying, oh, yeah, that's a great place. No, this is our letters. We have gone to school. We have experience. We've got, we are vested in the process and really be able to be the piece that helps transitional care units, discharge uh, planners, really get their job done well. So there's two sides to every business, right? There's the side of uh, what you do with work with your customers out in the field, the operational side, but then there's the behind the scenes, right? The numbers side, the running the business, (laughs) the forecasting, the five-year plan. Yes. And so we find that you know, most people enjoy one of those and usually don't enjoy the other. And uh, it depends on their personality as to which. I'm guessing you're a personality person. Uh, what, whatever made you believe that? <laughs> so um, question, I guess, is, is in regards to, and maybe you get assistance from this in the franchise space, but how to handle the other side. Um, because I've always heard, look, you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. Oh, completely, completely. And you hit the nail on the head. Details drive me insane. I want a 10,000 foot picture i do not care about the details well i do care i just don't want to be the the person (laughs) i don't want to be the person doing them uh and what i've had to learn is you have to invest understand what your strengths are and invest in the other and my strength is hopefully communication we shall see about that but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but my my strength is getting out and meeting people, accounting, bookkeeping, all of those things. I, that is so far off of my grid. It is not even funny. And that is something that I highly recommend 
get people in place. Yes, it's going to cost you money, but if you don't put them in place, it will cost you even more money. Uh, Know what your strengths are, capitalize on that, and outsource the rest. Um, I recently took on a part-time assistant just for back office stuff, uh, documentation efforts within our internal call system that we get through the franchise. My time is more valuable shaking hands and kissing babies. It is not a good use of my time for data entry. And so I put data entry on her on her plate. Um, yeah, that's you've got to invest in what you are not good at. Yep. Well said, well said. So uh, we do have a little bit of time here. We're about to wind up. But in spite of our Leslie not being here this morning, <laughs> we're going to take a page out of her book, which is what she calls the lightning round. And simply, it's a couple of questions we're going to ask you. Uh, really, the first thing comes to your mind, throw it out there. So it's oh, not, Lord, it's not you, a trick question. You but don't yeah, know what's going to come out. Yourself, putting so. the, <laughs> the hot seat under you here. So the first one is, um, can you uh, tell us uh, someone that you, in your life, most admire? My mother. Okay. My mother. My mother, one of the hardest working people I've ever met. One of the smartest people I've ever met. Um, okay. My mother. Something that you are most proud of in your life? <laughs> it's cost me, but my strong will and determination don't tell me I can't do something because I will do it. Good stuff. Uh, one of the favorite books you've ever read, uh, particularly in the business side of things? Outliers by Stephen Gladwell. That was a, such a unique and interesting read for me to see how people became what are the the background pieces of information that make them great in their life. And then the last one, something on your bucket list, something you want to do, place you want to go, visit? Uh, Tibet. Tibet. Oh, that's a good okay. one. Yeah, Tibet. I think we've had I, that one. Yeah, that's a good I, one. I have always wanted to go to Tibet. The kids have put a pause on that. So. Yeah. <laughs> one day, and Leslie, the you'll get there. One day. Leslie Jackson, again, thank you for your time oh and goodness, your story. Oh, my goodness. Thank you all so much. Again, yeah. Leslie Jackson, owner of Assisted Living Locators here in Charleston. Great story. Thank you, Low Country, for spending another uh, Saturday morning with us listening to Beyond the Business here on 94.3 WSC. And until next Saturday morning. Low Country, have a blessed week. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Business on News Radio 943 WSC. Tune in next Saturday morning at 9 o'clock for Beyond the Business, hosted by Eric Cox and Leslie Haywood, and heard exclusively on News Radio 943 WSC.